Support for this podcast comes from Kinney Drugs, celebrating 120 years of providing medications, advice, and quality healthcare products and services. Kinney pharmacists administer all CDC-recommended vaccines to those age 18 and older, including flu, HPV, Tdap, MMR, chickenpox, and hepatitis A and B. They also administer vaccines indicated for older adults, including shingles for age 50+, RSV for age 60+, and pneumonia for age 65+. Employee-owned and locally committed since 1903. Learn more at kinneydrugs.com. From VT Digger, this is The Deeper Dig. I think the big thing is just this question of what's the best thing that UVM can do and where's the best place to put its resources and then sort of what does that mean for its future? I'm Sam Gilrosen. On today's episode, at the University of Vermont, the share of in-state students is dwindling, and it's raising questions about the role and mission of the state's flagship public university. VT Digger education reporter Peter Dioria, with the help of data reporter Aaron Patenko, has been looking at the enrollment statistics over time, as well as how they compare with those of other large public universities across the country. Here's the short version. Peter writes... Over the past two decades, the number of undergraduate Vermonters at UVM has decreased by about 300. Meanwhile, the university's student body has added roughly 3,800 out-of-state students. That means less than a quarter of the school's undergrads are Vermonters, as of spring 2023. That rate is near the bottom of the list of every large public university in the U.S. I talked to Peter about what we should take from these numbers. So I was poking through some data from the University of Vermont. They have like a very helpful data page um, and you can see basically like where all their students uh, more or less come from. You can see like the state they come from, the county in Vermont. You can see what country they come from um, and you can sort of go back and look over time how those numbers have have changed as far as like the student body. And what did you see in those? I was looking at sort of the percentage of in-state undergraduate students to out-of-state undergraduate students. Um, And looking at those kind of like ratios throughout the years, you can see that the percentage of undergrad students from Vermont just like dwindles. And you can see that the percentage of undergrad students uh, from other states just expands. And they have these like very helpful pie charts where you can just look and see like the, the Vermonter piece of the pie sort of like getting thinner and thinner and thinner. You said it it dwindled from what it was in the past and now it's something like a quarter. Can you talk about what the numbers are and what they used to be? Yeah. So for a a while in um, possibly the late nineties or the early two thousands, the percentage of in-state students, in-state undergrad students at UVM sort of like hovered around 40% um, for a number of years. And it would like tick up and down, mostly down. Um, And then more recently, it's just, you know, that piece of the pie has shrunk to um, last I saw, which is the data from like the spring semester of 2023. I believe it was 23% total um, of UVM's undergrad student body were, were from Vermont. And your story, I think, is trying to answer the question of what that means. Can you talk about why why we should care, why that matters? Yeah, I think there's even an open question of like, 
you know, should we care? Um, and it, it sort of puts UVM in this interesting position where it's, you know, the state's flagship public university. And there's a perception that the flagship public university should be, you know, very focused on serving its own students and its own population. And I think that, you know, when the percentage of in-state students at the flagship public university, in-state undergrad students, is, you know, a quarter or less than a quarter, it sort of, I mean, it sort of stopped me. I was like, what, what's going on here? And how does that compare to public universities in, in other states? Yeah, so I enlisted our incredibly capable data reporter, Aaron Patenko, to look at some federal data. We found that basically out of all the large public universities in the country that there is data for, and some of them didn't report data, um, UVM is basically at the very bottom of the list as far as percentage of in-state undergrads. And there's a couple institutions that were below UVM on the list, and they're both like online universities. And before we start talking about like, should that be the case, can we talk a little bit about why that is? Like, are there any obvious quick answers to why the number of Vermont students would be lower here than in other places? Yes. The obvious answer is that there are not that many kids in Vermont. Um, and there are not that many students that graduate from high school every year in Vermont. And that number uh, has just gone down and down and down over the years. Going to UVM, um, they told me, like, yeah, this is how it is. There are just not that many Vermont students. Um, not only are there not many Vermont students sort of in raw numbers that graduate from high school every year, but there's not that many of them that actually go on to college at all. Um, and of those, you know, many of them don't want to stay in state. So they're saying, listen, we are serving the Vermont kids that we can. Um, but the numbers are just not set up for us to serve, you know, 50% undergrad in state class or 40%. And that sort of assumes that UVM to achieve what it needs to do has to be a certain size, right? Well, I think that's sort of an interesting question because, like, if UVM was just serving Vermont students, it would be a lot smaller. Um, but w what they've told me is, like, you know, if we want to be able to offer, like, a competitive education and we want to be able to offer, like, strong academics, um, strong research opportunities, like, be an attractive place for, you know, professors, um, we have to be a certain size. Here's Kevin Chu, executive director of the Vermont Futures Project, a nonprofit think tank that works to promote economic growth in the state, from a conversation with Peter. Some people are like, yeah, we, we need to actually try to grow UVM's enrollment. Um, and then there are those that say, no, we have too many out-of-state students, um, and it's causing pain in terms of the housing market for people that live here. Um, but in those discussions, I haven't heard, like, what is the role of the university? Mm -hmm. and, and if that gets clarified, then it could help to sort of, um, uh, it, I, I think it would make it more clear whether UVM should try to grow or not, depending on what the agreed upon function should be. 
And this is all leading to the the question, which I know you looked at, of what UVM is trying to do anyway. Like, what is, what is the purpose of UVM? And you looked at UVM's mission statement and how it compared to the mission statements of other uh, similar state schools. You know, in this whole story, I was sort of asking this question, you know, what is UVM's mission? Uh, and like, who is its mission for to a certain degree? And I realized that in a way, there's a very easy way to answer that question, which is to go uh, and find their mission statement. And it's just written online somewhere. And what I was sort of struck by was a number, not all, but a number of these other universities, like mission statements, um, they mentioned that they're like serving the state. Um, you know, this is University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, um, charged by our state to enhance the lives of citizens in Illinois, across the nation and around the world through our leadership and learning, discovery, engagement, and economic development. Mission of the University of Michigan is to serve the people of Michigan and the world through preeminence in creating, communicating, preserving, and applying knowledge, blah, 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 art, et cetera, et cetera. Um, University of Virginia, blah, blah, blah. It serves the Commonwealth of Virginia, the nation and the world, blah, 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 blah. So UVM's mission statement in this little paragraph of its mission statement, it doesn't mention the state of Vermont. It says, to create, evaluate, share, and apply knowledge and to prepare students to be accountable leaders who will bring to their work dedication to the global community, grasp of complexity, effective problem solving, and communication skills, and an enduring commitment to learning and ethical conduct. I don't know what UVM would say about that. Um, to be fair, I haven't asked them. Um, and it's not that every single you know public university mission statement says something about serving the state or like serving the people of that state. But I just thought that like was sort of striking and like maybe an illustration of the degree to which UVM serves people from out of state. And you talked to some folks and one of the points made, I think, was that UVM can sort of serve a function to the state, even in that it is serving students from out of state, right? I mean, it's like an engine for the economy of Burlington, but it also attracts young people to the state, which is something that Vermont needs, right? Right. And I think this is sort of another kind of open question about the university's like function and like service to the state is, you know, what is the best thing that this institution can do for the state of Vermont? Um, Is it, you know, educate the few students that Vermont produces uh, that go on to college and that go on to UVM? Um, and slash, or is it to bring young people into the state who are desperately needed? Um, and I think, you know, UVM says we're doing both and it's totally fine and there's no friction. Um, and take that how you will. I mean, are there people out there who say, well, no, they are at odds with each other or the the mission needs to be clarified? And what does that look like? I think a lot of the criticism comes in sort of the field of housing. So UVM has sort of made this, they say, like a conscious decision to become as large as they are. And because there are so few Vermont students, basically any sort of undergrad enrollment growth over the years is going to have to come from out-of-state students just because there's so few Vermonters and so few of them go on to university and so few of those, you know, go on to UVM. Um, 
So in kind of increasing the size of the enrollment, and those increases are, again, like out-of-state students, uh, UVM has drawn a lot of criticism, like that it's really straining Burlington's housing situation. So most students at UVM live on campus for the first two years, most undergrads, and then they go off campus. Um, and so just like this, this increasing number of students um, is sort of like outpacing the supply of housing in Burlington, which as you know, everyone knows is really struggling with the housing supply as is. Some of that criticism has come from Troy Hedrick, a progressive Democratic state representative from Burlington and an assistant director at UVM Center for Student Conduct. Here he is in a conversation with Peter. I'm concerned that enrollment continues to go up. Um, students continue to be forced into what I consider to be unhealthy living arrangements on campus. And we um, proportionally serve less and fewer and fewer Vermonters. That to me is, is alarming. I, I don't pretend to have answers to that. I don't pretend to have... Um, alternative solutions to that, I, I, and, and nor is it my job to have those solutions. I, I, I'm alarmed, though. And does UVM acknowledge that this is an issue, or do they have plans to address it? Well, they've uh, certainly acknowledged it. They have said, you know, we are not going to grow our undergrad enrollment any further. They have expressed a willingness to work with the city. Um, I know that there are negotiations sort of underway right now. I think it's been a little strange to look at because, you know, they're saying now, you know, we're not going to grow our undergrad enrollment any further. And they've been really, really clear on that sort of repeatedly. You know, this is not the plan to increase the size of the undergrad class as of, you know, 2023. But if you look at the data, like, it has grown and it's been growing. And, you know, since 2019, they've added hundreds of undergraduates. Here's Ron Lumbra, the chair of the university's board of trustees, making that point in a conversation with Peter. While they plan to increase enrollment in graduate programs, Lumbra says the university does not have a plan to grow undergraduate enrollment. I'm not telling you it hasn't grown, right? I'm not, I can't, the data is the data. I am, I am 100% data driven. The data is that the university has grown over time. Yes, it is not our strategy to grow. It's not this board strategy or the administration's strategy to grow. I don't know if they have been this explicit in years prior, but I do know that they have sort of faced repeated criticism for sort of growing the enrollment of their undergrad class sort of quietly um, and you know, the critics say, like, not really telling anyone that this was the plan. So now they're being very explicit, you know, we're not going to grow it anymore. But, but it happened, you know. I asked Peter if he could go over some of the specific recent events he's been covering that have led to tension between UVM and the city of Burlington. So for about a, or I think actually exactly a decade, 09 to 2019, the city of Burlington and UVM had this memorandum of understanding sort of about like enrollment. Um, and one of the pieces of that agreement was that UVM would sort of maintain like a one-to-one -one, uh, new undergrad student to 
place for that undergrad student, whether it be, you know, like a bed and a double or a single or a, a triple or what have you. So that expired in 2019. Um, since then, there has been negotiation between the city and the university. I don't know what that looks like exactly. I think a lot of it is happening sort of an executive session. Um, I don't know what's going to come out of it. Um, but they haven't reached a new agreement. There's been a little friction. Um, you know, UVM wanted to add housing on its Trinity campus in Burlington and the city said, well, we're not going to let you do that. Uh, I, I think it's sort of like a point of leverage that the city has, um, as far as zoning since then UVM says, okay, well has said, you know, we're going to add housing in South Burlington. Um, but this has been sort of a point of contention between the city and the university, this, this question of housing. This may be a dumb question, but if the, if they say they don't want to increase undergrad population anymore, why not just sign a memorandum of understanding or whatever it's called that says, if we do increase undergrad population, we'll build more housing. That is a great question. I do not think it's a dumb question because I also have it and have asked it. And I don't feel like I've gotten an answer that has answered it for me, I guess, from UVM. What they've said is that, you know, we don't want anything that is going to sort of restrict our ability to control our own undergrad enrollment in the future. Um, so maybe they think that something will change. I don't know. And is the university happy with its current mix of on and off campus housing? Are they happy with the way things are? They are. So they're trying to. And this is part of the like Trinity thing is that they are trying to build more on campus housing. Um, first at Trinity and now in South Burlington. There is a concern that I've heard that UVM will add more on-campus housing and then sort of as part of that or after that or during that increase its undergrad enrollment further. And so I think there's a concern, even though like kind of like intuitively you'd think that, oh, like that would be great. But then people are afraid that after that housing is complete, UVM will say, oh, we have more room and then we'll just increase the undergrad enrollment even more. You know, maybe some context, public universities, large public universities, like adding out-of-state students is sort of a nationwide trend. Um, and I think sort of goes hand in hand with like decreasing kind of state appropriations for those institutions. So, you know, out-of-state students are a way to get more money um, since they pay out-of-state tuition. Um but even kind of amid that trend, we're still an outlier, basically. Like, despite this trend, like, we're still at the absolute, more or less, bottom of the list as far as ratio of in-state to out-of-state students. And where where are we on the list in terms of state funding to the institution? Vermont has, for quite some time, also been very down that list. Uh, we have not 
you know, we're a small state. So I think in some ways it makes sense, but we just have not been able to give that much money to our public universities. Last I checked, I think we're maybe third or fourth from the bottom. I mean, is there some sense that then that's just the trade-off that like if we due to size or willingness or whatever, we're, we're unable to support uh, this institution at a higher level, they're just going to have to do something. And in that case, that means getting more funds through out-of-state tuitions. I think in my conversations with people at UVM, like th- they have been pretty reluctant to kind of link sort of link too closely, maybe like parts of this like equation. You know, I remember asking like, are, you know, are the out-of-state students paying for Vermont students to go tuition-free or paying for the, you know, 40-some-odd percent of Vermont students to go tuition-free? And when I talked to people there, they were pretty reluctant to say, like, X pays for Y or Y pays for Z or, you know, whatever. They were, you know, they've sort of described it as, like, a pie, and they're like, this is one piece of the pie, and, like, this is another piece of a pie, or, like, a puzzle, and, like, this is, we're just sort of putting all these pieces of the puzzle together. One of them is low state support. One of them is dwindling number of Vermont high school grads. And one of them is, you know, the interest in out-of-state students for the university. This is like, I think this is one part of it maybe that we should talk about is that like, in a lot of ways, I think it's kind of a success because UVM can attract people from, you know, California and Illinois and New York and New Jersey, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, they've, they've, you know, built an institution that is attractive to people from across the country. And that at least is exactly in line with the way they state their, their mission, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And this is, you know, they sent out this like press release maybe uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, sort of talking about the demographics of their incoming freshman class, first-year class. I think they said explicitly, like, this is a sign, the fact that so many people from all around the country and all around the world are coming to UVM is like, this is a sign that we have, you know, succeeded in kind of outreach and making this like an attractive place for people to go. It's like the demographics in Vermont are not changing super rapidly. Like, it it doesn't look like, you know, suddenly we're going to, have a turnaround as far as how many kids are graduating from high school. I mean, it's just like, I'm just curious what it's going to look like in five years or 10 years, you know, what, what it's, what's the in-state ratio going to be. And also just like how, you know, this is another thing that I heard talking to, to people about UVM is that the, the ratio of in-state to out-of-state has changed significantly over the years, but like the number of in-state students really hasn't gone down by that much compared to the drop in the number of like kids in Vermont, the number of like high school grads. And, you know, I think this may kind of be a sign of like how hard the university is trying to attract these kids. Um, You know, some, almost half of them, the Vermont students at UVM, attend tuition free, um, just through this sort of combination of like benefits that UVM offers. And what they said to me was that like, you know, this is not like a cheap way to run the institution, but I was sort of thinking like, could that money be better spent? Like at what point do we say like, yeah, like there aren't Vermont kids and we really have to kind of be upfront 
and maybe like proud of the fact that we are drawing these students from all over the world and all over the country. And, you know, I don't know, like put the money towards something else or like, you know, acknowledge that there are so few Vermont kids that they're hard to get and, you know, transform the university into something else or like brand the university as something else. Maybe this is like already going on to a certain degree. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is like with the mission statement and the sort of things you were hearing from people at the university, like, does that sound like the beginning of that strategy? I, I think that strategy is is underway. You know, this is this is I think where they say like these two pieces of our mission are not in conflict with each other. But I think, you know, where do you put your resources? Right? It's like do you do you put them into drawing these like Vermont kids, um, or do you put them into drawing people from out of state? You know, how much money goes here and how much money goes there. And I think the big thing is just like this question of like, what's the best thing that UVM can do and where, where's the best place to put its resources? And then sort of, what does that mean for its future? I mean, you know, they said when I talked to them, folks at UVM, they've said like, we've hit the sweet spot kind of in, in terms of size. Um, and I, it just got me thinking like, why, like, why don't they grow to like 20,000 or 50,000? You know, if this is like, if the best thing they can do for Vermont is like be an economic driver, be like a, a magnet for people from out of state, like why not be like a really big university? And then you run into questions like how much can Burlington handle and what's the capacity and what the community sort of wants? I don't know the answers. And if this is the sweet spot, what happens when the demographics continue to shift and there are even fewer kids available from Vermont? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just see that sort of pie, like the slices of pie kind of shrinking and shrinking and like the out of state slice of pie, just like growing and growing. And then I think questions are going to be maybe even more significant or, or louder or what are we doing as like the public flagship university of 20% of our students are from Vermont. What are we doing if it's 15? What do we do if it's 10 or, or five even? You know, what, like, what is the, what is the identity of this institution? Who is it serving? I don't know. I don't know the answers to them. This episode of The Deeper Dig was produced by me with help from VT Digger senior editor Natalie Williams. You can find Peter's reporting, Aaron Patenko's charts, links to some of the data that we discussed, and many more episodes of the podcast on vtdigger.org. I'm Sam Gilrosen. This is The Deeper Dig. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.